You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the It's Always Draft Season podcast. We are all draft all the time, and we're in the thick of draft season. We have 18 days as of recording this. You guys will probably be hearing this a little bit later, but we have 18 days until the draft. Jake Shavink here. Mason Thompson, how are you doing as we come to you live from the Packernet Podcast Network? How are we feeling? We actually just recorded not too long ago, but how are you doing? How are you doing again? I'm doing fantastic. I'm uh, ready for another at least 45 minutes of podcast talk and draft talk. Just kick, will my brain explode? Maybe, but we'll see. We got rest, rest in May. Um, yes. On the Packers Super Bowl video against Chicago, I remember their one of their coaches saying rest on Monday. Yes. For us, it's rest in May. Rest in May. Um, so we're going we're gonna to take that with us here. We are going to do some few fun things on this uh, podcast. We're going to talk about some trade. So it's potential trades in the first round that we could see uh, when the draft rolls around. We're also going to talk about interior offensive line, obviously something Packer fans should probably pay attention to. I know, you know, there, there, there's some solidified starters in there. And I think, uh, you know, with Jenkins coming back, Myers obviously drafted and Runyon's played all things considered very good in, as a pass protector run blocker is hit or miss, but there's still a chance they can build up the wall a little bit more. Um, so we'll probably talk some of those guys for the Packers, but in general as well. And then we'll get to at the end special. We've got Packers seven round mocks for you guys. Both of us did them. You're going to hate mine more than Mason's, I think, but we'll get there <laughs> when we get there. So let's start off here. We're going to talk about some trades that we could see in the first round of the 2022 NFL draft. Does it start at two with the lions? I it think if you, find a, if you find a park, which yeah. I'm guessing you're saying that partner is Carolina. I think it's Carolina. Maybe it's Seattle has I, a lot of players. It. I don't I love it, it for either of them to move up. I, I think moving up would, would be, would be awful for whoever has to do it uh, for a quarterback. But like, I think the conversation has to start at two because again, if it's Hodginson at one, which we think it will be right. Yeah. Like if the Lions don't like Walker and they don't like Thibodeau enough, I don't know why. Um, I don't know. Uh, you know, if they don't want <laughs> Hamilton, I don't know why. Uh, what else? I mean, they they could go offensive line. They, they, that Just, would be that'd be really odd. That would make me think that they have a trade partner for Decker, like or or something of the sort. Or they it's like a June first, I think maybe. Yeah, designation that they could do as well. After just be, extending him like a year ago, two yeah, years ago. Right. That would be I don't way off it. reservation. Um, but hey, that's a trenches team. So who knows? Um, but yeah, if, if they potentially move back, I think, like you said, may, maybe Mason, it's, it is Carolina who feels like we got to get ahead of potentially number five, maybe even number three. 
if the Saints are going to move up for a quarterback, right? Like the desperation is apparently just ridiculously real for got to grow upside Malik Willis and boy, can he even reach the Cousins tier? Can he pick it? Like that seems strange. Maybe, maybe it's just a big brain play by the Saints just to get Carolina just to move up and just absolutely demolish all their draft capital. (laughs) Maybe. And and by all intents, Atlanta probably doesn't do that. Could they be trying to get Atlanta to do that too? Maybe. I don't know. They're the Saints. They're crazy. Let's be honest. They're nuts with, with cap, with some signing some players, like straight up reloading and somehow clearing like 70 million in no time. Like they're nuts over there. So who knows what they're thinking? Um, where, where else does it start? I mean, after two, I feel like four, four, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Jets five, obviously, if the saints are looking to yeah move to that giants pick and the giants feel like, okay, we can get <clears throat> one of the three tackles at seven and, and feel like we're coming away with, with something good there. Now, the only problem with that is there's a chance they could get none. Yeah. Carolina. Well, maybe not. So the way that the, the Giants move back would make sense with New Orleans is if you see, and, and it's very possible that it's, you know, Hutchinson, Walker, Thibodeau, first three are all edge. Giants are like, okay, great. We feel like Carolina's going to take quarterback. Even if New Orleans takes quarterback as well. So, you know, the Jets maybe take offensive line. They get like a Kwanu. Saints Panthers go with quarterbacks and they can get Evan Neal somehow at seven. That would be wild. And they feel great about moving back with the Saints for extra capital. That would be insane. It would be insane, (laughs) but not impossible. As we know, this draft is going to be is going to be crazy in general. But that would be like just a wild scenario. I mean, even if I guess if Carolina gets jumped and you you maybe get cross, maybe you feel yeah. good about that. I mean, cross, I think is again, if if there's three to bet on the first, I think cross is the third one you got to bet on because yes. just after that, as you Not probably great. heard in our last episode, uh, when we talked tackles, we don't think it's very good after that. I think there's a lot of potential, but with some guys, but it's a lot of projects. So Giants at five. We did mention on the last episode, Mason did that. Fitterer talked about he, he kind of leaned back and smiled when asked about a trade back. Or just staying put, even. Or staying put, yeah. And that opens up just a wild door of possibilities. Cause now, like, think about this. So if, if you're like, if you're Minnesota, let's just let's just try this one out. Say you're Minnesota at 12. You're like, man, we really want Sauce Gardner. We have to have him. Have to have Sauce Gardner. We think he's, again, a a blue chip, top 10 grade. We got to have him. Don't think you're going to get him. Seattle, Washington, probably both have him up on the board. I know Washington's got a lot of corners in there. Yeah, Atlanta's the other one, even though they have, they, they signed Hayward. That's not a big, just throw Hayward in the slot. Like, he's been good there. We know Packers fans, been good in the slot, you know, right? So, all three of those teams, even though Washington's got a lot of depth at, at corner, they may not think any of those guys are the top guy. Like St. Juice, I know, like they have him like mm. love St. Juice. St. Juice, good player, like, but they think he's the number one. They, you know, they have Fuller, slot guy, could be very good in the slot. Like they they feel good about that. And they, you know, maybe they just want to throw another elite player in there and, and Gardner and really feel good about that. So those three teams, maybe it's Minnesota who's like, Yeah, Carolina, what do you want? 
we're coming up for Gardner. Like, what do you need from us? And and Carolina will be like, oh, day two picks would be great. Actually, uh, we don't have any of those. And then you have the first again, first move coming off the board. Minnesota gets better at corner, and, and Carolina probably, they're going to miss out on a tackle though. They're going to miss out on a tackle. However, we did talk about you know if they get a day two pick or something from Minnesota for this move up, you know you look at. Sean Ryan, maybe Abraham Lucas. Yeah. Not too shabby. If they go that direction, you know, they're, what they're would some... they take though? In the first round is my question. Oh, the, you're moving back for, for Pickett. No, you still get Pickett at. at... Oh, oh yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. Dumb. You still get Pickett at 12, right? <laughs> yeah. Unless... I, know, I know Mason's hard focus on offensive line because Carolina, they, they need it, right? Like they, they do, but they moved back to 12, got capital. And we also extended our, our window for a job because we got Pickett. We got a young quarterback that we feel good Did about. They really though. Did they really? Hey, hey, I, I didn't say I, I feel that way about Kenny Pickett. I'm just saying that maybe uh, Carolina's got some misplaced confidence. Who knows? They probably do. Uh, they had misplaced confidence in Sam Darnold. So uh, why not make more mistakes? That's fun. Don't you love those? <laughs> um, who else in, in the top? I mean, I will say if the Saints don't move up, right, to, to five. I, I feel like the Giants and Jets, right, Mason, have talked about moving back with their yes. second selection. Oh, we didn't even mention sauce for the Giants. Yeah. That's the other thing. Like, if the Giants don't move back and they have five and seven, Minnesota could jump the Giants. Yes. Shoot, that's our bad. <laughs> if you were talking to yourself about, yeah, the Giants, what are these guys doing? They mock this guy in the top 10 to the Giants. Literally, the how did they not episode. mention him? How did they not mention this guy again? Don't worry, we got there. Uh, but yeah, that's the other thing, jumping the Giants at seven. So, seven, eight, nine, 11, that's a lot of teams to jump. Minnesota could do it. I think you really, but, the five through, 10 you could trade up with any of them specifically yeah. atlanta and seattle because they're looking to rebuild well yeah. i don't know what C- is seattle really thinking they're in a rebuild i don't know i don't know what seattle's doing Brees hall at nine <laughs> <laughs> i know what seattle's doing man i have no hear me out oh no that's a spoiler i'm not gonna do that no no never mind no oh that yet. yeah you oh no no uh so so if you're the so let's let's throw the saints thing out the window for a second and assume it's not going to happen the giants pick a tackle at five maybe they get jumped for gardner yeah. Then it's a hundred percent team move back. I think if you're at seven, because the giants are like, okay, well, Gardner was our other guy at seven that we wanted, you know, we'll move back. We'll feel good about maybe getting a booth in Elam, maybe a little bit later. Somebody wants to hop up for somebody they really like. Good. We're open for it. Who is that? Um, um, I was going to say, it? unless they want to take Jermaine Johnson there. Yeah. That's, that's the other option is take Jermaine Johnson. Right. But if you're the giants and you feel like, okay, and I'm not saying everybody sees it this way, but maybe the Giants are like, we don't see a whole lot between Karloftis and Johnson that we don't feel like we can move back and have yeah. Karloftis in the same vein as Johnson. I like Johnson a little bit better. I'll be honest. But maybe the Giants see them pretty similarly as guys who are, you know, powerful run defending types who, you know, are, are going to be out there. Yeah. Ton of snaps. Feel good about that. You have Ojalari on the other side. So maybe they feel that way and they move back. Who's the team? Is it New Orleans again at seven? <laughs> like it was at five. I don't know. Could be. Um, I would maybe say between Baltimore and the Chargers. See, Baltimore is a team that for me, I feel like they're not picking at 14, right? No. They're probably not picking there, no? I think they'd trade down. Right? Yes. But oh, in this the, scenario, the when there's – is the, is the way, I think. When there's Stingley, like oh. with Garner gone. So that's the other thing, right? Yeah, is this is the Stingley thing? The Giants just take him. Maybe they do. I don't know. Maybe maybe a lot of things 
concerns were quelled after he went out and, and had a dominant, you know, a pro day and whatnot, and maybe met with a lot of, a lot of GMs and scouts on there. And, you know, by all accounts was like, okay, we get it. This guy had a really productive freshman season. I, again, this might not be true. I had a productive freshman season, but was like, I, I'm trying not to get hurt as much. I know I'm a good player. Like I know it's not a great attitude to have potentially for some teams, but like, Again, you've seen it. Chase yeah. Slater, they opt out. Like maybe Will Anderson will opt out this year. Who knows? Um, he probably should. He, should. <laughs> um, he probably should. But so for Stingley, it's like he knows he's good. And he just was like, kind of like, all right, I just need to get through college without a major injury. And I'm going to be set as a junior. And but of course, he did have one of Liz Frank, unfortunately. And, and that's not a great thing to come back from. But he looked from all times pretty smooth. That 40 looked smooth, by the way. And that was a good time, too, for, yes. for being that smooth. Um, but yeah, maybe somebody likes Stingley. I I did write about the Chargers maybe moving up for Stingley. Boy, for would Stingley. that be fun! Yes, yes, yes. Brandon Stingley has talked about not having. You can never have enough corners. And then defensive you move, play as a corner. It, you it could move Asante into the slot, right? Hundred percent. I was saying for like a receiver, if you want to go all in. There is that as well, but. Do you feel like one of Olave Jameson's there at 17? Maybe they aren't, but I think it's a possibility at least. With the recent rumors of Brugler saying, you guys need to kind of get up on the Ohio State receivers train. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we'll see. Like I said, yeah, that's the other thing. Like Minnesota, Washington, maybe the Jets want Williams. Technically counts as Ohio State guy, right? Um yeah. So there, there's, yeah. So there's a lot that's going to happen in this, these first like 17 picks. But I do think, I do think there could be a lot of potential movement, like I said, for Stingley and the Chargers. I would not rule it out. No. Like I'm just letting you know, I wouldn't. Atlanta and, 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 and the Chargers. Yeah. They get ahead of Seattle. Yep. That's the thing. They get ahead of Seattle, might like Stingley enough. And, you know, Gardner's off. Atlanta gets picks. Obviously, the Chargers don't have their second this year anymore. Good news is they have a, they have seconds next year. They have other picks that they can they can move around for yeah. if they feel like okay, we've got enough. Um, look to day three attack, I guess. Uh, which I mean might not be might not be much different than looking at at, at seventeen. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm just saying, like I. So, the Chargers moving up for single would be wild. Any any so do you want to? Let's Mason think two two for me maybe that like could be for receiver, maybe if you got them off the top of your head, because I think we know one and we've talked about them already. But are you saying like Baltimore moving down? Baltimore moving down. Maybe the Jets are moving down from ten because they've. That's the team. I feel like it, I feel like they're more way more likely to move down. Than the Giants are at seven. Yes. Just because I really do think, again, Minnesota could do that trade with Carolina. That'd be pretty cool to watch. Uh, yeah. Um, not as a Packers fan, but just in general to watch this Carolina move back to take a quarterback and Minnesota's getting aggressive. Yeah. No, we corner. actually, you're right. We don't like that. We don't want sauce. No, no sauce, Minnesota. No, no, no. No. Um, yuck. Let's say it happens or sauce goes, goes seven. Um, And like you're the Jets and you're like, well, we kind of wanted sauce or Stingley maybe at 10. Maybe we don't like the edge that's still there. Maybe, you know, like we said, maybe the top three are the right three off the board right away. And and Jermaine Johnson maybe goes eight and Jets are kind of like, you know, we like Hamilton, but we're not, we're not, 
yeah. completely sold on the idea. We'll, we'll move back. And a phone call comes in and it's the New Orleans Saints who haven't picked yet, maybe in this scenario of a trade up and they, they want 10. They maybe move from 19 knowing, okay, we're ahead of the, we're ahead of the chargers for a tackle. We're fine there. Make the chargers move up for a tackle. If they're mm. going to have to, we get our receiver, Jameson Williams. Maybe it's Chris Olave even as well. What <laughs> instead of like for a receiver, it's Dallas trying to jump Washington for Hamilton. <laughs> Dallas for Hamilton, man. The Hamilton thing is wild to me. Cause it's like, okay. Packers fans. Hear me out. Okay. I already know. Uh, I knew what was going to happen. Hear me out. I knew. Yeah. We were going to get here. Hear me out. What's the trade value chart 22 to 10? Because is it, is it? It's, we, it's 780 for 22 and it's 1300 for 10. So you would have to do, would you have to do both? I mean, seven. Would you have to do both? You would be 14, 20. Okay. Hear me out. Okay. There are receivers to be had later. Okay. I get, and there's no guarantee that any are going to be there at 22. Okay. (laughs) All right. Let's just go on this journey here. 22 and 28 uh, for Kyle Hamilton on your defense. Oh boy. Uh, you talk about humming. You talk about humming in the secondary. Um, Jair, Stokes, Douglas, Hamilton, uh, Amos, and Savage. You're really hello. Kind of a, you're gonna piss people off with this. Oh, whatever. Hey, <laughs> listen, think what you want about Hamilton. Who, baby? Oh, oh, yes, I am because we're not done. <laughs> that the that's anger's not saying. done. We're not done. Yet. That's what no, I'm that's saying. Right. Not, you are saying that. That's true. You're not, we're not done. Um, but, but what I was, my trade would be any, so who could it be like New England? Maybe they want to take another receiver. Maybe, maybe New England. And, okay. Just, so New like, England's just not a move up team. Also it's the, also, also it's the jets. I think the jets are going to be like, yeah, I was talking for yeah, Baltimore more so. over Balt. Sorry. Yes. I'm off base. Which yeah. even that 14 and 20. Baltimore, like, yeah, we want to play against Mac Jones with Jamison Williams. I mean, Baltimore, Baltimore would be New England straight up, so I don't think they're that worried. Um, but yeah, but, I do, I do agree with you that Baltimore is a is a trade down candidate. Maybe the Chargers want to move trade down candidate. Hundred percent. Remember uh, the year with Hayden Hurst, Lamar, where they just stockpiled yeah. mid round picks. Yeah, well, have you seen their mid round picks this year? My goodness, they have like five fourth round picks. What? Yeah. Oh, you haven't seen it. Give me one moment. Yeah, look look at the amount of Ravens selections after a hundred. It is ridiculous. It they're the most fun team to mock with because you can have like a mil- yeah, right? Look at all their look at all their picks in the fourth. They have two thirds and four fourths. They're gonna be but man- they only listen, have- they're gonna move back potentially, right? We're talking about a moving back. You know they're moving up for guys. Oh, yeah. Once we get to like the 60s. They're moving up for guys like they got. And then so they, they only have one selection after the fourth round, though. That's fine. <laughs> Who as, cares? That's where as all the many, value is. As anyways. many would say, the draft is four rounds, right? That's where all the value is, anyways. Yeah, but, every guy that falls out of day two, the Ravens are in position to select. So there you go. Um, it's gonna be. They're probably gonna, gonna. They're probably gonna snatch our hearts away, and they're probably gonna take Jelani Woods with one of their picks. Yeah, that's what it's gonna be. <laughs> It's gonna it's gonna be the Ardarius thing, except somebody's not gonna go undrafted this time. 
Oh man, it's gonna be the Jelani. They're gonna take Jelani with one of those like a million fourth round picks and Packers fans like we want him at one thirty two and yeah. Um, but yeah, back from yeah because if you're the Ravens at fourteen, are you just gonna like are you just taking like Jordan Davis? Are they gonna take corner? Like, I would I recommend pretty, them taking corner. Yeah, I think so, but I feel like I don't know. It, but, it seems like there's such a divide with the Ravens, like fans and analysts and like everything about the corner position. And, and how deep it looks. They're like, okay, Marcus Peters coming back. Like, we, we feel pretty good about it. I, I don't They're know. They're all coming off injuries, though. That's Yeah, that's the other thing, right? Like, everybody's hurt. And the thing hurt. is, is... But are you going to take Stingley, who's been hurt? Yeah. 14. So, Plus, look who's right behind them. That's what I mean. Like They're corners. Right. So, they're sitting there at 14, and they feel like, listen, we don't think... Because this is where, like, the receiver run has probably begun. And there will be teams lining up for receiver, tackle... Ravens signed Morgan Moses. I think it was an underrated signing in free agency. Correct. Very, very good signing. They can they can push the tackle problem to 2023. Hope there's a better tackle class. Or they can take one with one of their 18 million fourth round picks, and then you got a swing guy. Perfect. Done. <laughs> they move back. They don't like Davis or something. Or Davis goes 13th, and that was their guy. Maybe he goes to Houston. And, Fair. you know, maybe it's, maybe it's New Orleans. Maybe, again, Green Bay moves up for a receiver to 14. Got to be on the table. Most likely Dallas, maybe Dallas moves up for Baltimore spot at 14 for Traylon Burks. They all intents and purposes. Dallas seems to love Traylon Burks. So a move from, from 24 to 14 for Burks wouldn't shock me in, in the slightest. I would look at the bills to move up maybe even for receiver as well. Yeah. Just watch out for them because everybody Um, thinks they stand pat, which they do, right? They, they often stand pat. They, they love to draft defensive line. I think if Devontae Wyatt was there for them, that would be the pick. Yes. 100%. Maybe they move up for Devontae Wyatt if they like Devontae Wyatt enough and they know he's going to be there. But I think it would be for a receiver, maybe a Jamison, a Burks. That would probably, I think, be the two top targets, in my opinion, for them. So maybe they see one of them on the board. They move up for Baltimore. They move up for Houston's spot. And I think that's a certain possibility as well. No? I, yeah, it's certainly one. One thing that I'm looking at right now is if you look in the middle of the 20s, between Arizona, Dallas, Buffalo, Tennessee, Tampa. Do you understand what I'm going to say? I think I think I do. Like interior of the offensive line. Yeah. If a team wants to like jump, even like one of those, I mean, Green Bay, even New England, even Pittsburgh. <laughs> like if anyone wants to jump the offensive line needy teams, interior yeah. specifically, that they could do it. Yeah. I don't really know who it would be. Maybe say. I think Tennessee and Tampa are, are teams that could look there like they, they could jump. I don't because like it's so hard to project what Arizona is going to do. They're yeah. Taking dang linebackers tw- twice in a row. They're going to do another one. Yeah. Leo Chanel right here. Do it. So, so they will Simmons. They think Mike Chanel, Sam Collins. Look at this. They, yes. they just built this. Oh, it's so good. No. Uh, that feels like Karloftis. That could feel like corner. That could even be a receiver. But that could also be Zion Johnson, who could is also be Brees Hall. <laughs> could be Brees Hall. No, 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 no. Seattle is going to pick Brees Hall, Mason. Obviously, they love first round running. Okay, backs. hold on. Well, we have um, to figure anyway. out, like, at some point over the next, like, two weeks, we need to figure out the most Seattle pick. Oh, it's Corral. No. Corral or, or, or. Hear me out. Enigbare? Oh, man. Hear me out. 
Enigbare. Like, not by all intents and purposes, a bad player. He won a high pass rush win rate in the SEC. Not saying that's going to be a bad pick, but like, that would be Oof. overdrafting a person. Drake Jackson? Might. Drake Jackson <laughs> at nine? I was more freaky upset tools. Like, freaky tools. Oh, are you going to say like, like Raymond? Oh, Tyler Smith at nine? Raymond at nine? That would be funny. Usually anyway, I have Tyler Smith could, at like 41 to Seattle. Listen, we could have a 10 minute show on, on, on Seattle doing things at nine. That would be hilarious. Um, so you said the interior offensive line, you think people could leave. Yes. Are you saying Green Bay moving back from 22 because somebody's coming up for, is that what you're saying to me? Potentially, yes. I think that makes sense, yeah. Because if Green Bay but, likes one of them, they might just take them. And people have had them take guys in the mocks, like Johnson or Green at 22. I mean, I'm not going to say no to Zion Johnson on my team. I am definitely not saying no to Zion Johnson. Because uh, he's awesome. Uh, don't get me wrong. But like, eh, seems a little far-fetched for a team that, does a lot of premium position stuff, and Zion yes. Johnson doesn't play tackle. Kenyon Green I has mean, played tackle. He can. He can. The corner is the question for him to tackle. He could probably yes. spot start. I would be more comfortable with Kenyon Green probably spot starting yes. than, than Zion Johnson. We're, we're getting ourselves. We're getting the interior offensive line rankings. We're talking about these two guys Just, before we even start. Sure. Um, uh, I want to say one more. Yeah, one more, trade. What do you got? Well, is it the back end of first for a quarterback? Because that's probably where we should go. At the yes. Yes. Are or you, you calling go I'm, with the Chiefs moving up with uh, I'm calling whoever's at 25. Whether that be Buffalo or not. Okay. Yeah. Because well, how wild. Yeah. Ravens move if they're like the Ravens or Houston move back with Buffalo. And then whoever moves back. Yeah, that makes sense. Because Tennessee is I'm hearing a lot of crowd or Ritter. For Tennessee? Yes. Who baby? Okay, yeah. I mean, well, because like if you're well, yeah, I know. I think Detroit fans don't like hearing that they're taking quarterback. Like I mean, they have all. to at some point, right? Yeah, like they don't like it at all. They're like 32 and 34. Absolutely not. We can't do it. And then I'm like, okay, don't take one then because forget about it the rest of the way. Like, unless you want like Caleb Ellaby in state. Fine. Like him. Sure. Why not? I mean, if you're gonna throw a, a dart later, but like if you like Ritter. Enough. Wow. Saying they may have to leap Tennessee is, is something, but you could look at it. I mean, again, Atlanta at 43 may be a stretch to move back in the first. Seattle yeah. has 40 and 41, though. If they don't go quarterback, move up a Ritter? Yeah, I could see it. Maybe. 40, 40 and 41 probably really seriously clears 25, no? Yes. Or is it pretty close? Oh, yeah. I think it – hold on. Give me one sec. Because then 40 and 41 is math is hard. 990. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Clears? Yeah. By like 270. Okay. So maybe they, maybe it's something else, but they, they could move up from there. I mean, they have the ammo, especially, especially have we, we haven't even considered the possibility of Seattle moving back from nine. Yes. Which then again, still, if you move back from nine and you're in the teens with somebody who moved up for a receiver, a tackle, whatnot, maybe it's the Saints. I don't know. Maybe the Saints in Seattle swap picks like they've swapped Graham and Unger in the past. And you know, this possible. And then Seattle has enough ammo then to get in. You have a premium player or, or what you feel like is maybe not premium, yeah. but pretty good player in the teens. And then you get your quarterback moving back in because you've got more capital from, from maybe New Orleans or somebody who's moving up. 
a lot of options. Sure. I feel like that's even 50% of the potential trades that could happen. Like, oh, we, yeah. We've covered, that is like the tip of the iceberg. Think about Houston watch, at 13. Yeah. Baltimore at 14. It's probably, watch it just be something like out of the blue. Like that. I know. Packers move up was, from 28 to 21 to get back-to-back picks. Sure. Okay. New England loves to move back. That's that's the other thing. Does Tennessee feel or not Tennessee? Maybe like Tampa Bay and New England. They've already now swapped Shaq Mason for like nothing. Basically. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. So if you're if, if you're New England, and you like moving back, apparently, and like colluding with Tampa Bay. Um, Tampa Bay move up for like a corner. I know the room's like good, but like they both. I think both guys not named Carlton Davis are free agents after the season. Yes. So do you want to get Elam or Booth? Maybe at 21? If 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 Elam's there at 21, what is New England doing by being on the phone in the first place for a trade? Why are you asking me that? They love to move back no matter what. I don't know. I mean, still. Well, okay. No, let's say, okay, let's say Elam's a pick at 20. Because I think the Steelers could definitely do that. I think, uh, I think he might be gone at. What do they have? Now? All right. Well, let's well let's, let's say he's off Philly. the board. Let's say Philly. he's off the board. Elam's off the board, right? And New England's like, ah, we don't like what's there. And the Tampa Bay goes and say, yeah, I'm, uh, maybe they like McDuffie or Booth, one of the two, and they move up there. I guess New England moving back, and then maybe moving back again with Seattle, who wants to come in and get quarterback. I don't know. I was gonna say like, the watch it be, back. yeah, watch it be something like the 49ers did when they went and got like Josh Garnett. Just everyone thought it was for, uh, was it for Paxton? It was for Connor Cook. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. And yep. they were, and it's just like a garden. They're like, okay, cool, sure. Yeah, I mean, that. so uh, that's a, like, oh, I lost my train of thought there. But like, yeah, New, the New England double move. Oh, that's the one. Uh, teams in the 30s, when the Linderbaum fall continues, <laughs> not saying they couldn't wait. But maybe they don't take that gamble, and that's the last one I think I'm gonna come up with. Is like, yeah, maybe the Giants are at 37, right? Are they at the- 36? 36, yeah. Houston's at 37. The Giants at 36, and they're like, okay, yeah, I don't think I want to wait for Cincinnati to pick. <laughs> we would like Linderbaum. One Packers fans, there's maybe your move back. Yes, from 28, um, that could be your move back there. Uh, so that's one to keep an eye on. Maybe the Chiefs move back as well. From one of theirs, they're if such they a weird team to draft are. for. They could be both move up for Jameson, wouldn't shock me one bit, or Burks, which would be just nuts. Uh, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just saying. Um, but they could also Don't move back. So I, I think the it. Giants moving up for Linderbaum would be very interesting. But there you go. Yeah, a lot of trade scenarios there. Mason and I ran through about 500. That's barely half, I bet, of, of the things you could, could think of. So we're going to take a short break here. Um, and we are going to then come back and talk about some interior offensive line and then our Packers 7 round box. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. 
In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, we are back here at the It's Always Draft Season podcast, part of the Packernet Podcast Network, talking some interior offensive line. And Mason, we kind of hinted at it already as we've gone through this show about Zion Johnson and Kenny Green, topping the interior line rankings. Obviously, Linderbaum's up there as well. We're going to kind of push guard and center together here. Those three at the top, do you have a preference? You know, if you're just a, a team in general starting up, who do you have a preference of the guy you potentially want of the three of them? Zion. I agree. 100% man. <laughs> is it a hot take if I say he's a top seven overall player, regardless of positional value? You literally just took what I was about to ask. Too. Okay. Cause apparently that's a you hot took... take. No, he's ridiculous. <laughs> okay. No, I talked about this on Thursday. I talked about this on Thursday uh, on a different show that I do. And I'm like, okay, call me nuts. But I really think Zion Johnson, even, and Kenyon green, we look back on this class and be like, listen, a lot of the top positional guys just didn't really pan out. They're like, okay, players. These two guys have been all pros, potentially, when we look back. It's like, I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility at all. Zion, I will say, done some did, did a little grading on Zion Johnson. Um, I don't know if I did it wrong because <laughs> he might, he may or may not, people, be fourth overall. Yeah. For myself. Um, yes. That's, that's what it's wild to think about, but let's, let's I really think, he'll really end think up. about this. Really think about this though, guys. Like, and, and I think Mason will agree. Like there's so many guys who I feel like at least an edge rusher and tackle in the last two classes, if you put them in there with those guys would be a lot of second tier guys that would go in the teens. Like as much as, as good as Hutchinson is. I mean, besides the guys, he's not chase year. young, man. Yeah, edge class. I guess last year, yeah, because yeah. I mean Chase Young clears all these guys. Yes, um, I do think Thibodeau in the Brian Burns area makes mm. a lot of sense. Ish, yeah. Probably, I might. I grade. I graded Burns really highly that year. You like did really highly that year. 
um it was i think it was like three or four <laughs> um it was high because i just thought the game was phenomenal and that's why i had a mini meltdown when gary went before him anyway um <laughs> but i do think a lot of these guys are like like neil aquanu cross there's there's a path to them being average starters at best like i don't think hutchinson will bust quote unquote bust but like being an eight sack guy a year is totally possible yeah um Karloftis could be like a four sack guy very possibly just because again the, the flexibility and bend isn't quite there to win the arc and he's going to have to be powerful enough to push and be technical and then there's then there's Thibodeau who again I mean should have the high ceiling could be in that in that realm I think he I think him and Hamilton could easily be in that realm of top players but again interior I don't I don't see why not Kenyon Green and, and Zion Johnson but Zion Johnson Let's talk about him really quick, Mason. First things come to Zion Johnson. First thing comes to your mind. Is versatility. It just taking a breath. Okay. <laughs> versatility. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. Versatility. Um. Honestly, like I have not done as many full scouting reports as I should be, but thanks school and all that other nonsense. But uh, as of right now, if I had to guess, Zion ends at like anywhere from two to. Four. On the big board. Listen, guys, we're serious about this. I, I don't I, I know Packers fans will be like, ah, guard at 22. Listen to me. <laughs> this might be a top seven player in the class at, at you move big E over to right tech. Yeah, that would be the scenario that we're playing here. And then or you, you just, just have, have or you just legitimately have the best literally guard tandem in the history of time. I mean, uh, yeah. with Jenkins and Johnson, and then you go draft them. Maybe, maybe uh Maybe draft Abraham Lucas in the second round. I don't know. Uh, and you you really have a you have a unit. Uh, you have a <laughs> and then you have unit, the best two brother. backups in the league with um, Runyon. Yeah, you just you just yeah you you have a <laughs> the unit would be ridiculous. But like, yeah, he's he's center guard versatile, reach block. I mean, did it at the Senior Bowl consistently against the top nose tackles. Like <laughs> like it was like he had, he'd been doing it since eighth grade. Like he'd been playing center yeah. since eighth. It's crazy. Hand placement good, grip strength good, anchor good. I should say good. Great. All three are it great. Is. In a phone booth as a guard, he's just nuts. There's just nobody getting by him. And I've I've said this about 18 times, and I'll say it 18 times more leading up to the draft. Boston College O-line, everybody's giving up ground. Zion's just st- stuck there at the line of scrimmage taking this guy. Like, yeah. not giving up any any ground whatsoever. And again, a guy who can get linear. He's linear explosive, too. Combo climb, no problem. Hit my second level mark, no problem. Finish you off, no problem. Like, Poke a hole for me. No, I don't think so, actually, because uh, this is a Bridgestone tire that, that that just keeps on going if you poke it, I guess. Non-spawn, but anyway. Like, he's just that good, people. Like, he's just that good. So now he's going to agree, go. Mason. He's going to go what? Watch Zion just go right to New England or Tampa Bay or whoever right before us. Houston, 13? You take edge, and then you just take Johnson as, as a – you take starter at guard because apparently they like Titus Howard playing tackle. Like that's sure. You take, I don't hate that at all. Davis Mills, let that man cook. You take Your left side's uh, unbelievable. If that's the case, you take Icky and then you take Zion. It's the best. The Texans <laughs> have now gone from bad situation to uh, this ain't so bad, actually. Um, division. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, it, Hey, if they go Icky and Zion, um, 
count me in on the hot takes after the draft. It'll be like that, that be meme it. of Josh Allen just sitting in there in the pocket, looking like he's got his controller just died. Yeah, that's, that's Davis, what will be Davis Mills. Davis can just stand there for a year and a half. Anyway, take a snack. Yeah, Zion's really good. Kenyon Green also versatile. Um, oh, I wrote this down. Shoot, I got to get to this on Kenyon Green, but he literally played four spots, not just in his career this past year alone. Uh, left tackle and right yard against Arkansas, right tackle against Kent State, left tackle against Bama, left guard against Auburn LSU. Those are the five games I looked at of him. He played four positions. <laughs> it looks like, folks, the next Jenkins, but he doesn't play center apparently. But hey, who knows? If you're a power team like the Ravens, you just put him at center, I guess. Yeah. I mean, hello? <laughs> they haven't re-signed anybody. I mean, they haven't re-signed Bozeman, and they haven't gotten like no. Trevor. Those guys are still out there. As of Didn't Bozeman before. sign somewhere? I don't think he did. I don't are remember you sure? Him. Check, but check. I don't remember him doing so. So I feel like I would have had a bigger reaction because there are a couple teams I'm covering this process who need center. But, again, Kenyon Green. He did. Powerful, flexible. Where did he sign? Carolina. Oh, that's a really nice signing for Carolina. They did something smart along the offensive line. Carolina did a thing correct? Okay. Oh, wow. I didn't know he did that. So, yeah, scratch that. But, like, Kenyon Green played left tackle against Will Anderson. Fine. (laughs) Did fine. Uh, play right tackle, no problem. Footwork's good. Power is good. Um, plays a little more out of control than Johnson does, I would say, at, at times. It's pretty yeah. rare overall. Then there's the obvious, like, the short shuttle time was, like, really bad. <laughs> Rough. Which, again, there, there's some correlation to that success. It could just be – it could be just just a happy coincidence. But, again, I think there's – generally, the short shuttle guys are generally good players. Um, So – you know, it's fine. Like I get it. If if you're betting on Johnson over him, I, I think that's correct personally, not just because of the short shuttle, but I do think Johnson's a little better, but like Kenny green, another really good player who we've probably talked, hopefully some Packer fans into him being a pick in the first round potentially and not being upset about it. Yeah. Cause he's just, he, he's, he's, he's just dominant player. Like plays everywhere. Explosive enough. I, I mean, you probably don't want him pulling a lot because I, you could maybe short pull him. I guess, but like, I'd rather him just sit in the phone booth and pass protect and get linear in the run game, both of which he's very, very good at. So that's maybe, maybe the only thing is the, the quicks explosiveness ladder uh, to pull. Maybe the only thing where I'm like, yeah, but really good player. Yes. So Linderbaum really quick, uh, 290 some pounds center may not go in the first, um, in terms of like evaluation, Mason, do you care? Honestly, not really. It's, it's fair. It's no. Fair. There's just not a dude who like wrestling background malls guys, but also is just like, oh yeah, he's just, he's an assassin at the second level. When he pulls, he is an assassin. See target, eliminate target. And the awareness and ability to pick off guys when he's pulling is just, is nutty. <clears throat> and you just don't see that with a lot of guys other than Jason Kelsey, perhaps. So it's like, I feel like if the Eagles had three picks, it'd be like, oh yeah, no brainer. He's the, he's the, he's the yeah. heir to, he's the heir to yes. Kelsey and they take him. And it's like Eagles fans will be like, yeah, that makes sense. Whoever the quarterback sure. is hurts or not, but 2023 and beyond we're set. But now it like with two picks, like we talked about, maybe it's D tackle and wide receiver. And so the tumble has kind of begun with him to where it's like, 
someone mocked him to Arizona, which I don't understand that because Rodney Hudson's like good. Um, and like one of the places they're actually set on the offensive line. And he, I, guys, guys, I know the whole thing about like moving him to guard. No, no, not at 290, guys. This is he's a center, strictly needs a to center be, which that's another which reason why he's falling. Yeah, which is the other thing because like people are like, oh, by the way, this guy's Zion Johnson, he can play center, by the way. Uh, and so, but like, then it was Dallas at 24. It was like, okay, that's the landing spot. Now it's sort of drifting even further. I know Trevor Sigma at, at Stock Exchange, great guy, yeah. awesome dude, has mocked him to Tampa a couple of times. I just don't see it. They, they brought Jensen back. Like, it just, he, he's not playing guard. Like, it's just, it's just not how it's going. So it's like, oh, we're I mean, trickling down. It wasn't like the exact quote. Just, just wasn't he just like, just try and see what happens. Just that was try. Pretty yeah, much maybe what that's said. what he, yeah, he did say just try. So maybe I'm not. <clears throat> I shouldn't be reeling on him too much on that, but like Cincinnati, maybe I guess at 31, but like sign Ted Karras have a Trey Hill, I believe is, is, is that who their center is? Trey Hill. I think Trey so. Hopkins, yeah. Hopkins, Trey Hill. Hopkins. Hopkins. Okay. So like Joe Burrow has, has praised Hopkins as a yeah. player. So like they added depth. So like maybe that's not the pick either. And then now we're in, now we're on two fast enough. And then you've it's got like, Jacksonville and then you've got, Jacksonville, the Giants, Houston. The Giants is is the team. And we've talked about this already. You've yeah, heard us we talk talked about, about it last like the, podcast. Yeah, the Giants are the team, I think, to kind of yeah. pay attention to in terms of in terms of drafting later bombs. So now he's he's trickled all the way down. But yet Mason and I both think of him very highly, and, and most of the draft community does because he is he's just that good. Like he yes. And and when you're running zone and outside zone and stuff. There should be no problems. I, again, he's going to get help in pass protection. And does that hinder you a little bit? Maybe because you think, okay, we are protections. We got to either kind of help him wherever. I, I still think he probably can hang for the most part. I mean, there'll be times I'm sure where he gives up a little ground, but like this, this could be Creed Humphrey all over again, where it's just like, it is. how the heck did this guy not go in the top 32? Um, it is. And almost out of the gonna... second round in Creed's case. Oh my gosh. Do you know? They have Nick Harris, but like other Browns sitting there at like, at, at, what is it? 44. Just like, I think it's 44. Yeah. If they're just sitting there at 44. Like, yeah. Keep falling by the way. Keep falling. It's just a JLK situation all over again. Yeah. It's like, keep falling by the way. If you want Litterbaum, we'll take you definitely an age guard real fit. Like is <sighs> no, that one makes sense, but he's going to go some <laughs> somewhere in it. Team's going to be very happy. Fans are going to be very happy, and they should be. So, yes, Linderbaum's a great uh, player. He was a converted defensive tackle, which is very fun. Yes, that's really cool. Uh, my next for interior is yeah, let's I'm going to group three players together. Let's do it. Um, these three can play numerous spots. Sensing a trend yet here. Multiple spots is a key on the interior. Yeah. Number one, Tyler Smith. Number two, Tyler Smith on the interior. Yes, because we didn't cover him in tackles that much. We, we mentioned him a little bit. Okay. But you can we can bring him up again. I'm okay with this. Sawyer from Georgia. Yep. And then Kennard from Kentucky. Yeah, Kennard's a huge dude with a big time anchor, 35 inch arms. Like yes. That's that's a darn good guard. I mean, yes. Like I think the, the idea of him at tackle is really based on like using that length to really get that initial strike to just drive dudes off their, off their track. 
And like he did that right at, at, at Kentucky. But like, I think the NFL edge rushers are going to have more answers. Oh yeah. So just, just kick him inside. And I feel like you got to be pretty happy with the results. I mean, it's another guy where it's like, we, we keep telling people like, I just feel like the Ravens are just the downhill, like team to like mention, because you know, if you're running downhill, like the Ravens are, you know who you are and Kennard's probably intriguing for you. I was more Sawyer for Baltimore. Sawyer's just, just Sawyer's just really good. He's like, I feel like he's one of my guys on day two because he just, he, again, he's got tackle experience. Yes. Played both guard spots down in Mobile. Like just, just a guy who, again, technique is very, very good. The George, like Georgia developing O-line is starting to become like synonymous with yeah. like big 10 teams at this point because of how, how good they like Thomas is good. Isaiah win would be like a, a average to maybe above average start. Just injuries have just hurt him, which is yes. unfortunate because he was, he was, he was a very good player and, and you'd like to see him um, find it and hopefully just stay healthy going forward. But yeah, Sawyer just, just, just kick him inside and he can play either spot. And yeah, you feel, you feel pretty good about that. Uh, going forward so anything on Sawyer you wanted to add on him or just not really it's been covered I think I was gonna say the other guy that you mentioned then too if you want just Smith yeah I would you can talk Smith does he go in the first from all intents and purposes from rumors it sounds like he's going the first I mean gotta be like Dallas it's gotta be in that interior range where we talked about like Dallas Arizona Dallas Arizona Tennessee like, ah, oh, we can try you at tackle. If not, we move you inside. You're athletic. Tough, okay. If strong. to Tennessee's point, if they didn't try the North Dakota State kid at tackle, that's the problem. why wouldn't they try Tyler Smith? Yeah, they then they probably would try him. I mean, like that was just wild. Like they took they took Raidens and they they didn't play him at tackle. So it was like, okay, well, you still need tackle, by the way. Here we are. So yeah, I think that's totally possible for them. Um, talk about Sawyer. Wanted to bring up two others, I think, that are probably again more guards than centers. One of the guys got put at center down in Mobile, and all by, by all intents and purposes, very well. Talk about Chris Paul from Tulsa for one, who's played right tackle, probably could kick him in the guard. I thought the pass sets are phenomenal, very smooth, yes. powerful player who I thought had better tape than Tyler Smith. Obviously, doesn't have the upside Tyler Smith has if he can fix a lot of the technical issues. But again, a guy who I think should go day two because he's a, a good player. Packers fans, 92, don't rule it out because he has played tackle in the past. May, I think this, like, again, I think the sets and, and what he does with his footwork and how he stays out with his hands. It's crazy. He's like the opposite of what Tyler Smith does. When you watch him set, the hands Two are polar crazy. Um, so maybe watch him. But again, if, if he moves inside, I, that's fine. Like if I'm a team that needs guard help on day two, I, that's a direction I'm hundred percent looking. Cole strange can play center Ooh. as well. Six, five, three, 10. He, oh, he's just like, he, he didn't, maybe didn't really get into any scrums, but why does he remind me of, of Ryan Jensen so much? Oh yeah. Yes. Like, why does he remind me of Ryan Jensen? Because of this, the, how tough and like active the hands are and how strong he plays. And like, the reps against Travis Jones are just some of my favorite ones because those two did battle. Those two had traded wins and losses, but I'll tell you what, like Cole Strange comes from Chattanooga, 
down to the senior bowl against all these top guys and, and plays really well. And fascinating. Seems like a familiar team. trend on the interior. Small school does really well at the senior bowl. Alex Kappa, Quinn, uh, the St. John's. Yeah. St. John's kid. That's oh, all. Barch. Barch. Yeah. Yep. These small school guys come down they have a good, have a good day and or a week even. And they, they shoot up and, that's the thing. It's like Cole Strange as well. In in addition to Zion Johnson, probably could play center. And so now it's like teams are like, well, we can we can wait on Linderbaum because this guy's bigger already. So it's like that's 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 where we keep getting into this like Linderbaum ball. Not to keep going back to it, but Cole Strange, interesting. Do you want to keep it at guard here for a couple more? Uh, um, anyone you wanted to throw out? I think there were like two or three more I really wanted to hit on. Are we? Is par how high is Parham going to go? Oh, so so you want to talk? Okay, you want to flip a little bit. I think he's. We can center. do either one. Yeah, I'm thinking he's playing center. I mean, I think he's top seventy five. Day two, right? Hmm. Day two, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Way too athletic. Cool. Way too strong. Like just just watching this guy pull, watching this guy in space, like block, like and the power he played with at his size at right tackle, right guard is impressive. He gets into that really good extension where his pack back is flat, and you see like some of the really good tackles do this. A lot of good tackles do this, and it's like okay, he's technically refined. You can kick him inside because he's explosive linearly and horizontally to, to do a lot of things in the run game. Be multiple. Yeah, I'm, I'm in. I'm in Baltimore. Why not? Every offensive line prospect's going to Baltimore, by the way. Um, <laughs> no, but I mean, like every player that's falling down, every one of your favorite players is going to Baltimore. Well, Trust this is me. another this is another Cleveland pick potentially if they feel yeah. like Nick Harris isn't the solution, right? Like that's I, if Miami was picking higher, I'd feel real confident about him being the pick there. <laughs> but like I just they're just not high enough, I don't think so. Because he's gotten over three hundred now, and he's yeah trending in the right direction, and hopefully still you know keeping that athleticism. Um, I just want to hit on like a few more guards, Mason. I just, just quick yep. blurbs and thoughts on these guys. Uh, quick, just Josh Zadu from North Carolina. I thought he played really good ball, good anchor length, strong, actually does a good job getting around guys and sealing in the run game, like got up to linebackers for North Carolina. I thought he did really good. Um, any thoughts on Lasita Smith and Cade Mays? I, Cade Mays is a big one on day three that I would it's just like there's these names that have been around for so long. Yeah. And Cade Mays has always been one. Like he's been at first round conversation at for a while now. Yeah. And like getting him and five star recruit. Yep. And it's interior of the offensive line. Everybody needs it, even yep. depth. So mm-hmm. like yeah. I don't know. He's Maybe late day two, even. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I with, with Lucia Smith, who I think just plays with good power in a phone booth. Yeah. I feel like the hype got a little, maybe a little out of control because we were just, you know, the live viewings. We saw Smith, someone posted on it. It's, it's fine. It, it turned people, turned people to his, to his, to his film. And it was, it was good to see that. Maybe got a little out of hand, but I think again, another guy like Logan Bruss, probably a tackle yeah. moving inside for Wisconsin. Just going to try and run through guys, Mason, if you want to tap in. Thayer Munford's got the pedigree, moved inside from tackle. The Minnesota game of his was very, very good. It got a little bit downhill from there against better competition, but, again, the pedigree is probably going to drive him there. Andrew Stuber from Michigan, 
guy can play all over. Like some of these guys on, on day two, day three, I think the interior class is way better than the tackle class. Yes. Um, this year. So just, just a lot of names to watch. And if we want to finish up Mason at center, do you want to talk about the, do you want to kind of group these guys? I feel like Lindstrom, Lindstrom and Fortner are like the same player almost. Yeah. Basically they're just, they're strong, high IQ players who are just probably not zone fits, but more power fits. And, you know, really don't hurt you as pass protectors. Do we want to talk about uh, Cam Jurgens? Really? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I really like him a lot. I, I don't know why he isn't getting more cover. Like, why he isn't getting brought up? I don't know. It's just again, as a zoned guy with at three hundred, barely like, eclipsing that three hundred mark. But again, if Linderbaum's going to go, and he should be going in the first. I don't know why Jurgens isn't going in, in the third. But maybe that's what the yeah. maybe the Miami Dolphins like it that way, and they're just going to pick him at at yeah at, at their pick at the end of the third round, and, and we're off and running at it. So he's so underrated that TDN doesn't even even have a full play report on him. That's interesting. I feel. Again, he could be like at again at, at worst. I think for zone teams, he's he's at least a spot starter yeah. that can fill in, like Nick Harris for Cleveland does. So, yeah, I'm good. I'm good there with him. Like that's yeah, some I see. So, okay, well, I feel like we've covered a lot on the interior. We're gonna finish up here, kind of just. We're probably just gonna go through our Packers seven round box and kind of just briefly talk about each player a little bit. Maybe react quick and then go to the other one and and, and we'll be we'll be. You don't want to go back and forth between the picks. Nah, I want I want I, let's let's just go through each and you you just you, you want to go first, Mason, or do you want me to? Do you want to be the savior that that brings some normalcy I mean, for Packers fans? Do you want me to bring the hate first? Apparently, is that what I you mean? Want you'd rather have the hate first? first, right? All right, fine, I'll go first. Sure. Okay. So Packers, uh, Packers seven round mock draft that everybody's gonna just absolutely love. Okay, so. I didn't trade. Mason did trade once. So we'll get once. to, we'll get to Mason, but okay. So at 22, I had uh, George Karloftis at rusher out of Purdue. Again, age guard rail makes sense. Productive player. You can basically treat him as Zadarius Smith in his first year, but again, a strong run defender plays with good power, good technician, all those things to kind of either not really threaten the arc, but to collapse the pocket more by trimming the edge, flattening with, with power. So 28 went Daxton Hill. Yes, no receiver in the first. Yes, uh, apologies. Um, but man, nickel in man coverage, in zone coverage, play him on the back end. The ball production got better in in twenty twenty one. I'm all in with this one of these safeties uh, with our second first round pick. Maybe Packers fans are too, but without receiver, they're probably not happy. Okay, <laughs> it's fine, guys. We're we're okay. We're okay. We're okay. Okay, we got three role players coming your way at receiver. Just letting you know. 53, Alec Pierce. Easy, easy money. Uh, we just we talk about, I mean, what else is there to say about Alec Pierce? Quick, dynamic release game. Wins on the field. Keep him on that vertical tree, and he, he's, he's really, really good. Wins at the catch point. No nonsense post-catch. Again, the guy who can play some X and, and get some production out of it. 59, Abraham Lucas, baby. We... <laughs> We've talked about him a lot in the last two last two podcasts, but I mean, right tackle, pass protection, great hand usage. Like, do you have like the same players, Mason? Is that the problem here? <laughs> All right, if, I think he's laughing, so it's probably the problem. Uh, Ninety-two. I took Khalil Shakir um, from Boise State. Again, productive, can win win pre catch. Good good IDing leverage, good separator underneath. 
great hands, can expand the target zone for a quarterback, and he, he's flexible and has great contact balance post-catch. 132, I took D'Angelo Malone, got some nice value here. Get a guy who gives some speed who can rush off the edge. He's got the twitch and the quickness. He can win around the arc. 140, I got Erica Zucanma from Texas Tech, wide receiver. Wins at the catch point. Love that. And, and productive after the catch as well. So you can throw him some smoke rounds, all that good stuff. So we added some size, and we added a, you know, a dynamic slot player to the Packers receiver room. 171, I took Austin Allen. And we, if you heard us talk about the tight end show, we talked about one of these guys, maybe Rucker or Allen potentially being Packers. I think Austin Allen definitely could be on day three, could be one of the targets. Just, again, a guy who can be a part of the run game as a blocker. There's still stuff to refine there. I think he needs to get in position better at quicks off the snap. But again, another guy who could be a receiver for you as well, a, a, a multifaceted tight end. 228, Curtis Brooks from Cincinnati, defensive line. Got some one-tech experience, got some pass rushing experience from a three-tech. Mold that game a little bit. He, he's a kind of a wrecking ball type that you can put next to Kenny Clark. 249, just talked about him. Josh Zaydu from uh, from North Carolina. Just a guy you can plug in there at, at times in pass protection. Good run blocker. I think he does both phases well. Should be higher on boards. 258, no, I didn't go special teams. This is the popular special team spot, but I had to get a linebacker somewhere, I think. Uh, Nephi Sewell. That's a good gene line to come from. Just saying we've got two yes. guys. Noah Sewell's going to be drafted next year. Penny Sewell's been drafted. Probably doesn't have the upside of either of the two of them, but again, a guy who can be again in the rotation at linebacker, really good special teamer as well. So that concludes my mock draft uh, for the Packers. Mason giggled a few times, probably because we have similar players. Um, probably should have talked about it, but it's okay. Eh, that's fine. Right. We, we're just, it's, there's just telepathy. It's yeah. fine. We just, we like the same players. That's the problem. Uh, number 22, I had Traylon Burks just because I've been on the train since September. Oh man. Why not? See, this oh. is what, it, this is what it is. I don't want to interrupt, but man, Car- I was going to take Burks there. I'm like, I think we're okay. I think we got it yeah. covered. Telepathy. Yeah. Just saying. All right, go ahead. And Sorry. the, I, he, uh, talked about it on the whitewater staff. We were listening to the Pat McAfee podcast. And we heard the name Debo Samuel. I'm like, yeah, there's also AJ Brown coming up soon. Everyone's like, ooh. And it, there are. it that just kind of got to rise out of the room. Uh, I've learned that uh, this mock was pretty much both of our my guys. It pretty much is. 28, Daxton Hill. No way. Really, oh, no. Oh, don't no. think I really have to say anything there. Oh, no. 53, Alec Gears. Don't have no. to say anything oh, no. there. <laughs> uh, 59. I actually traded down with Atlanta because all the running backs were stockpiling. So I did 74, 114, and 151 for 59 and 228. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, we got Fun fact, Atlanta didn't even take a running back. Love to see it on those simulators, man. Also took Abraham Lucas. I knew it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, it's a meltdown. Okay. 92, I took Zachary Carter, D-line. Ooh, I like that. From Florida, can play. Am I right in saying he can play some edge as well? Yeah, he can play five-tech. I don't, I don't see why not. I mean, he's twitchy enough. He's bigger, but, like, again, if you want to get explosion to power and push some tackles off balance against quick passing game, I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. 114, the other pick, one of the other picks I got from Atlanta. Alex Wright, Edge from UAB. Oh, yeah. I wish I was going to – I wish I had gotten him, but 
He's probably he's good always gone by like one thirty two. Yeah. Always gone at one thirty. That's, that's probably for the best because I feel like he should be. Yes. So, uh, if you watch film on Alex Wright, uh, you'll see that the offenses just go the other direction. Uh, one thirty two. We talked about it last pod, but uh, tight end from Iowa State, Charlie Kohler, just because oh, okay. it's a boring pick, kind of, just because he doesn't do anything extremely well. I guess mm-hmm. he does everything kind of good besides maybe a few things, but uh, I just thought that's kind of just like a Packers thing to do. Just take a tight end that doesn't do anything spectacular. Yeah. 140. I think you're going to love this. Uh, well, let's go the tackle from North Dakota. Ooh. Well done. Well done. Two tackles. Be- Two tackles. Yes. Why not? Love it. Love he was it. slipping. Why so not indeed. Yeah. Just in case Bakhtiari's injury is a lot more serious than we think. Uh, remember my reaction to one of your other receivers? Yeah, that's fine. 151, Eric Ezukanwa, wide receiver from Texas Tech. We need to tell Ian just to listen to this. Oh my gosh, this is funny. You will get uh, just <laughs> equal explosion. This is so funny, guys. This is what happens you stay for the trade, you, you come for the trade talk and the interior line rankings, you stay for the absolute ridiculousness that had us taking four of the same players in a seven round mock that we did not communicate on. <laughs> so 171, uh just pure athleticism from a cornerback standpoint. Kalon Barnes from Baylor. Ooh, very nice, very nice. And then wow. just to make you happy. 249, Jordan Stout My Hunter man, from Penn go. State. And to go with it at 258, the long staffer from Pittsburgh. Boom. Cal Adamitis, baby. Yes. Yes. Love that. Love that. There we go. Packers special teams getting some love on uh, in the seventh round. I like that. So there you go. Those are two seven round mocks. Who's better? Well, it's sometimes it's hard to say because we took a lot of the same players, so uh, <laughs> it might be pretty even. Um, no, I Mason's is going to get um, more likes, I'm sure, by Packer Nation because he took uh, Burks in first. Yeah, that's my guess because you got Burks and you got Alex Wright. So I think I, I think our uh, our head honcho Packernet Podcast Network is going to like yours. More mine as well, um, <laughs> because I don't think he's a big Carlaftis guy. But uh, yeah, those are our seven round mocks. Um, but let us know um, what you thought of those. And um, again, thanks for thanks for tuning in. This has been we we've done a lot of recording today, so uh, <laughs> hope you guys enjoy these. We've done a lot. Um, but yeah, uh, you can follow me at Jake NFL Draft on Twitter. Do some stuff with NFLmocks.com, RisingDraft.com. Finishing up a cycle is just is a is a heavy load. It's a lot of work, so um, we're we're getting to that finish line. But we're enjoying enjoying these podcasts. Oh yeah, Um, so much fun. Mason, you want to play your stuff before we get out of here? Uh, I'm on Twitter at Thompson twenty two Mason. I do a lot of stuff for primetime sports talk. Uh, Unfortunately, have not had a lot of time lately, but it is what it is. Yeah, it's April. It's draft month. I'm happy. That's all that matters. Yeah. So thank you guys again for joining us. Uh, If you have more questions. Uh, in the bell bag we'd love to get those i know we did some on the last recording we did so that's that's fun we'll get to those we have a couple more shows hopefully for you guys maybe two or three depending on um on the time want to get to defense and want to get a mock as well on the show before before things kick off so hope you guys stay tuned for that we will see you guys uh very very soon uh on the podcast uh farewell.